Hello and welcome to Your Light is Fearless. My name is Amber, otherwise known as the Malibu Medium. Four years ago, I had a near-death experience that awakened my divine presence. Before that, I lived trapped in my emotions and blocked myself from living my dreams. Now, I am a transformation coach working with the Akashic Records to help others align to their highest path and potential. In this podcast, I will inspire you to go past the limitations you place on yourself as we explore your infinite possibilities in the Akashic Records. The portal is open now. Hello, welcome to Your Light is Fearless. My name is Amber, and today's show, I want to share with you my journey of recovering from what I would say is a mystery illness. Now, when I I did receive a diagnosis, but it, this, this share is more to give hope to anyone, A, who is experiencing maybe what they would say would be a mystery illness, maybe an autoimmune disorder, or something in their life that they are struggling with, with their health. And I, I can't say that I have all the answers and that um, I will be able to, of course, cure you, but I can say that I want to share my journey because I want to, I want this to be something that might carry you through some of your darkest days. Because when I was going through the, the, these years of, of illnesses, I should say, um, symptoms, which I'm going to explain very soon here, is I had nobody that I could talk to. I also kept a lot to myself because I was terrified to let my wife and my children know how bad I felt. And, you know, as mothers and, um, just, you know, the woman, the roles that we play as a mother, a wife, um, anybody that you, you know, any, just the way that society, you know, has, uh, programmed us to be strong. It is hard to be vulnerable and it is, the times when we experience an illness that brings us to our knees, that we learn a lot about ourselves, we learn a lot about other people. And it is this was the beginning of my huge spiritual awakening. So these, these things that happened to me led up to my near death experience. So my, so my near death experience was November 4th, 2018. So the series of events that I will be sharing with you started somewhere around 2016. So at that time, I was visiting my wife in Mexico a lot. She was in Mexico and we were going there a lot and I would go visit her and I started to come back with a stomach ache. Now, you would probably 
think that I would know right away that it would be a parasite, but it's funny how life happens, how sometimes you don't connect the dots that seem so obvious, but I didn't know. So I would come back and I would be on the plane. I remember one time I felt so sick. I was trying not to be sick on the plane. I was trying not to be sick driving home. You know, I live in Malibu, so I would be landing in LAX and then I would be driving an hour car ride home and then just racing home to be sick, to to be vomiting. Sorry, TMI, but you guys get the gist. So then I would feel better and then I thought nothing of it. And then time would go on and I would notice that I would, I was very, my stomach was just a mess. It was nauseous. I was not hungry. I was hungry. I, I just, I felt really funny. Still didn't even think twice about anything until finally at some point, even months later, I went to the doctors and I said, you know what? I went to the emergency room and I said, you know what? I've been in Mexico. I'm feeling really sick. I keep vomiting. Can you please test me for a parasite? So they test me for a parasite. It comes back negative. So I say, okay, so hmm, this is weird, but I don't have a parasite. So time, more time goes on. And at this point, I am not able to eat much. I am so nauseous all the time. I'm taking anti-nausea medicine. I'm drinking ginger tea. I'm doing, you know, I'm asking the doctors for anti-nausea medicine until I realized this is not normal to, to be nauseous like this every day. So I finally find a nutritionist who I go to to also just tell her how I felt with my symptoms to see if maybe this was some sort of nutritional problem. And you know how it is with like the holistic nutritionist, they don't just test the regular blood levels. But what I realized was, she tested my blood, she tested everything, you know, the whole nine yards, she tested for parasites, she tested hormones, um, everything, it was so extensive. And I had never done that before in my life. And when I got the results back, I was I had very, very high white blood cells. I was bordering on an infection. I had very, very low iron. My thyroid levels were okay, but they were there was something kind of off. My I had a very rare, dangerous parasite. And what I re- what she told me was that when you go to a regular doctor, they only test for like three or four parasites, just the main ones, just kind of like the more generic ones, which I found crazy that they would send me home and tell me I didn't have a parasite and that I was living for months with one, you know, and I had already gone to the doctor. So anyways, I had, um, I had, um, my, 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 uh, hormone or my stress levels were through the roof. Everything was off. But the main thing was the parasite. I had to take a heavy duty antibiotic and she wasn't even, she wasn't gung-ho on antibiotics, but even she said that the only way to get rid of this is, is with this very, very strong antibiotic and your whole family has to be treated. So I did that and she put me on a very kind of special diet with, I had meat, 
but I don't eat red meat. I don't eat pork, but I was eating chicken. I was eating vegetables, no dairy, no grain except um, legumes and I think legumes and maybe some beans, but not really. So, but I was, and then she got me on a bunch of supplements and I never felt so good. After some months, I was feeling amazing and wonderful. So I was super happy. Time went on. And I was still going to Mexico. We were traveling there a lot. We were in Mexico City. And one day we're eating at a cafe outside, enjoying the beautiful city. And all of a sudden, it was like the world just kind of dropped and then raised and then everything spun. And it happened in the matter of like three seconds. And I thought, oh, okay, this is that was weird go on with my day. And then it happens again. I didn't say anything. I had never experienced anything like that. And I go home and I noticed that my eyes were blurry and, you know, kept going on with my day and my eyes would be blurry at some point during the, during the day. And I would start to get, my heart would race and I would start to get really dizzy here and there. Until finally, one day, I just fainted. And my children had to call 911. And that was the start of my fainting journey for over a year. And at the time, my children were much younger. My wife was in Mexico. I went to the hospital alone. They ran a bunch of tests. They said that we don't know what this is. They sent me home and I still felt very weird. My blood pressure was low. And so then it got, you know, kind of, I would be okay. So I was a little bit, you know, like thinking maybe this was just a one-off experience, but I started to notice that, you know, I was feeling dizzy on and off for a while. Um, kind of thought maybe something was going on, but didn't want to feed into it. So one day I am back in Mexico City and I'm walking down the street with my wife and all of a sudden I'm, I start passing out. Everything starts going black. My whole body starts going really weak and I start falling down and I'm 5'10". My wife is, I'm not going to tell you how tall my wife is. I think she thinks she's 5'7". We'll just leave it at that. So she's carrying me down the street. And I think she realized real quick, this was really serious. And I start to, my body starts to go stiff. And then I just start telling her, I think I'm dying. Please take care of the kids. I love you. I'm going down. And I just start blacking out and just kind of my whole body turns limp. And somehow she found a walk-in clinic right then and there. (laughs) Talk about divine synchronicity. And she practically carries me through. I wasn't completely blacked out at that time. I remember everything black and I couldn't talk and I was beyond weak And I remember that the doctor was in with a patient and that she was screaming for help. And the doctor comes out and looks at me. And then 
takes my blood pressure and it's 70 over 50. And the doctor runs out of the room and leaves us like that to call the ambulance. And my wife was slapping my face, stay with me, stay with me. No, 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 don't go, don't go. And I said, I'm dying. I'm dying. And finally, I just went out. And the doctor comes back and she shoots me with gives me a shot of something. Um, God, I don't know what else she did. Gave me all sorts of things. And I started to come to and she's, you know, at some point, like after I'm coming to, she's doesn't have a necessarily explanation for what just happened, how I just basically passed out, my blood pressure dropped, and then it started to raise again. So I was, that was, maybe that would be considered, you know, my first near-death experience, but it wasn't, it wasn't the same where I actually left my body and died, like my like the one that I will be sharing with you in another episode. So me and my wife were terrified. She did say that my electrolytes were, you know, out of balance. And so I was having a lot of potassium and I was drinking all sorts of like sports drinks. And, you know, I felt really off though. I felt like halfway in my body, like, like at any moment, like I had to try really, really hard to stay in my body. Like I, I remember the rest of that trip, I I thought there's something majorly wrong. So I go home. And a couple days later, I faint again. And my children have to call my parents and I go to the hospital. And there again, we don't know what's wrong with you. They get me back to a place where my blood pressure is good. And then I go on with my days and then I have these what then the people that were close to me at that time are calling my fainting episodes. And there comes a time quickly where if I stood up, I would faint. So I was homebound, bedbound in my bed. I was trying everything that I could think of. The doctors didn't have a clue what was going on. I was looking online and I was starting to hear about different things like the Epstein bar virus or maybe, you know, um, um, MS and different things. And, you know, it's terrifying. And I remember weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks in bed And my wife has to take care of the kids and she has to take them to school and pick them up and do everything. And she's working. And I felt so guilty. I felt so mad at myself, so mad at my body. I felt, you know, how could this happen to me? And and how could I have literally no answers on top of this happening to me? I almost felt like, just give me a diagnosis so I can deal with it. And so as I'm lying in bed, I'm, I I got myself because at some point with the hospital, they gave me, they, they had me wear compression stockings to help my blood pressure. And I remember that my breath would be kind of labored. And I felt like it was really hard for me to stay with it. I, I couldn't handle anybody's emotion. I, I was in a state of 
pretty much a nervous breakdown where I the only thing I could focus on was not fainting. And as I was lying in bed, I I, I thought, you know, this this is it. This there's no way I'm getting out of this. There's there's just no way. What am I going to do? How am I going to take care of my children? How am I going to be a functioning person in this world? And so I had days and weeks with that mindset. And slowly, little by little, I would, I remember one day, just to take a shower was a huge accomplishment. And I remember standing in the shower and feeling like the life was coming back to me with the water coming pouring down. And I thought, okay, I, I, that's it. I am going to have to get back in my body. I'm going to have to, instead of escaping and, and saying, I can't do this, I'm not going to get better. Nobody knows what's going on. And yes, that's true. Nobody knows that. But I am going to get through this. Wasn't planning on crying on this podcast. So, so I remember, you know, getting out of the shower and my legs, I I couldn't walk. So they were shaking and my whole body was shaking to stay, to stay with it. And I said, just, you're going to, you're not going to faint. Just stay with it, Amber, stay with it. So I, so I went out to my balcony and I put all my effort It was the first time I had ever used my willpower more than my body. And it was working over time, but everything was working together. And I said, you're, you're going to get through this no matter what you're going to get through this. So it's, you know, the, the will, the willpower, the will to, to live. And I'm not saying that we have, can always get through illnesses in this way. But it was this stark difference that I noticed, you know, of course, when I had this strong will, and I took some breaths in the sunshine. And the other thing I remember thinking was, what a gift it is just to feel the sun on your body, and to breathe, and to stand and and it's just that you know this the life of a healthy person is such a huge gift and so I walked I walked like a hundred year old woman shaking holding on to things breathing laboring and then I would go back to my bed and I would just do it a little more and a little more every day and at some point I went to a heart specialist. They put me on a monitor. They did all sorts of tests. I went home with heart monitors and it was very good to know that my heart was was good. And what they finally diagnosed me with was POTS syndrome. And so basically some sort of autoimmune disorder from my understanding, because to tell you the truth, I never 
for some reason, even though the whole time I wanted a diagnosis, as soon as I got a diagnosis, I said, I'm not defined by this. And this was before I had my big, huge spiritual awakening that was sparked after my near-death experience. Now, I was always a spiritual person, but I don't know where that came from. I pretty much was defined by everything in my life, all my thoughts and feelings. But when I got that diagnosis, I said, nope, I'm experiencing this. And now I know something that's going on. I know there's something more. I know that there's something more to this. In fact, I don't even know if this is what it is, because I had this feeling that so many people experience autoimmune disorders and it's almost just a name to symptoms that they could have easily have told me it was another autoimmune disorder. And so I, for some reason, intuitively, I felt like this is what they're calling the symptoms that I'm experiencing. And that was just how I felt. And I'm not taking away um, the empowerment or the 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 symptoms that you might feel if you have an autoimmune disorder. But I knew from research that I was experiencing a lot of things that seemed to correlate to other autoimmune disorders, like my arms were tingling, um, different things like that. So when I got that diagnosis, um, they prescribed me Midodrin. It was a, a blood pressure regulator. And I have to say that I have always been very much more, or I have been, I should just say it like it is. I have been way more holistic. Um, I have approached everything more holistically in my life as far as, you know, not taking medication and things like that. But when they gave me the Metadrin and I took it, it was so helpful. It just, it got me to a place of functioning that really, really helped me. And from that place, from just tackling it with my mindset, from from having just a little help from this medication, I started to get to a place where I felt like I was back in my life again. And I remember at some point, and this was before, of course, I would, I was, I'm now a certified energy healer. So this was way before that. But I remember that I knew that I was a not defined by this, that I would get through this, that even if nobody believed me, it was my truth. And because I believed in that, it was what carried me through these years of of fainting. And I started to go back to taking the supplements that the nutritionist had um, prescribed me. In fact, she had already prescribed me those, so I was still taking them. But what I added into it was an attunement to my energy body. So what I realized was that I had to learn to, to communicate and tune in to what my body was trying to tell me. And I had to move with my, my body in this way where I 
would feel in the moment the integration of that mind, body, and soul. So I had to be completely present with my body, and I had to practice at the, during the times that I felt off, because a lot of times when I wasn't necessarily fainting, I was also feeling just off in general. I My heart would race. I would have many nights where I couldn't go to sleep because my heart would be beating and racing all night. I had severe anxiety. I had um, a feeling of just feeling out of it. Like I, it was hard for me to keep thoughts. And so I remember just having this, this little thing that I did that even is hard for me to explain, but it was this attunement where I would start to get in my body with my, you know, my mind in this integrated state and I would move in that way. So instead of moving against it, I would move with it. So the times when I felt like I couldn't walk, I would walk because it was what I I knew I needed to start moving my energy in that way. So I was self-healing. This is, I guess, what I really want to say. This is what I did. This is what I did. Now, I am, again, in no way, it, it you know, thinking that this is what it should be for you or for anyone. But I just hope that if you are experiencing anything like this, any mystery illness, that maybe you could take something from this, even if it's just comfort, even if it's just the knowing that someone else has gone through something like that. Because for me, at that time, I didn't know anyone who was experiencing that. I was still in my in my 30s. And it just, it, it, it was pretty bizarre. And so what I started to do again, when my body I felt was failing, what I did was I moved the way that I that I intuitively felt that I needed to move to bring it back to life. And so there would be times when I couldn't imagine walking because my legs were shaky because I just felt like I was going to faint. But I got myself into this calming place and I just, I started to move forward with this vision of I am walking, I am walking and it was coaching myself. I was coaching myself. I was self-soothing. Um, I was training myself. I could, you could say that I was learning how to, to be in my body and to, to release um, maybe release things, maybe release energy. I'm not sure. I still don't know exactly what it was that I was doing. It was just this intuitive thing. And so what happened was over time, as I started to get better, I started to lean more and more on holistic medicine or, or, or treatment. I, I did, um, a lot of tinctures I did. I noticed massage helped. I noticed my mindset helped. 
I noticed that when I would be in my monthly bleed, that would be the one the thing that would set me off hugely. I knew that I had to drink a lot of water. I knew that potassium was a huge part of pot syndrome. Whether I had it or not, my potassium levels would be very low. So I was drink I was drinking a lot of electrolytes. I was um taking a lot of magnesium. I was what else was I doing? I was taking um, a green tincture that would raise the oxygen level in your blood because I had very low um, blood levels and very low iron. So I was doing that. I was taking a lot of, um, you know, greens, eating healthy, and slowly, 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 I would start to feel better and then more better and just you know, oh, there was another huge something I forgot to tell you guys was that at some point I was, I, during this whole experience, I was trying the keto diet. And I do believe that was also part of maybe a trigger with all these symptoms, because if you don't know what that is, it's high fats, a lot of protein and, um, kind of like no carbs, no fruit even. And I, when I went, when I met with a nutritionist, I got off that and went back to, you know, a more balanced diet. But I, I, and I don't want to put any fingers or blame, but maybe just for me, for my body, maybe that just didn't work. So, so jumping forward again, I, I got better and I realized a couple things with as far as what my body needed nutritionally, like the levels of water, the things that I needed to do to feel good. I Drinking alcohol was a huge trigger for me. I had to treat myself very delicately at that time. And over time, it, it would be more an anomaly. Anomaly? Is that the word? <laughs> if I did experience like the dizzy spells and I remember it would like go from every day to once a month and then maybe every two months and then maybe not at all for a couple months and then I would have a diz- uh, you know an episode I would call it an episode and when I had these episodes I I knew that I needed to quiet back down and tune in with my body and I haven't had any episodes in a long time. And so this isn't a story of triumph. This isn't a story of, oh, I self-cared myself. It's just a story of tuning into your body. It's a story that maybe you can relate to. It's a story that that just wanted, I wanted to just share my journey to let you know the different things that helped me. I don't have all the answers, but this is my story. And I'm not sure if any of you have experienced anything like that, but I do believe in the power of ourselves being our own healers. I also know that that's not always the case. I don't think that we are to blame for any of our illnesses, but at the same time, I know that there was a lot of things going on in my life emotionally that could have also contributed to like offsetting my body. I know that my 
treating, approaching my healing process for myself from the mind, body, and soul was hugely important. I don't think that I would have been able to overcome this without the multifaceted approach where I had to look at my mindset. I had to look at my nutrition. I had to look at how I was in my body, how I was integrated within my own energy field, every single avenue was important. And it makes so much sense when now I'm such a, when I think we all at this point know we are mind, body and soul. And so we can't just approach the any symptoms or any, you know, illnesses or disease that we have in one way. Things don't just arise out of the blue from one part of our body or mind or soul there it there's there's usually you know all of our energy bodies our things are we're, we're we're a whole person and we are you know we are complex beings and so i i do realize that the healing process is a complex approach. That's what worked for me. And it wasn't that long after that, when those symptoms started to pretty much dissipate, that I got another mystery illness. That was what led me to my near death experience. And so yes, looking back, I wonder, you know, was my body just crying out for help, you know, just from for years? Was that what was happening? Was was I don't know, but I I do think that I was getting off track in my life. I was getting off path. And so before my near death experience, I got really sick and I'd have asthma since I was a newborn baby. Now, you might think, girl, you have a lot of illnesses, and you have a lot of near death experiences. And you know what the truth is, I do because when I was six weeks old, I had double pneumonia, and I also almost died. And my parents had to perform CPR. Um, I was blue in the crib, my mom said, and that my dad was rushed me to the ho- the hospital while she was performing CPR at the time we lived very close to Cedar Sinai Hospital and for some reason they just drove me right away instead of calling the ambulance and my mom when she got to the hospital she said the doors opened and she was carrying me running and she doesn't remember her feet touching the ground and that she doesn't even remember thinking about where she was going, just all of a sudden, she ended up getting out of an elevator and right in front of her was a doctor and she handed him to me, handed me to him, I should say, and that she happened to land in like the neo NICU or like, you know, the, the hospital, the sent the section for babies. I don't know what the right words are. So and I was in the hospital for months, and then I had weak lungs. And so yes, I've, I've experienced asthma pretty much my whole life. And it started to get worse when I was an adult. So after my whole fainting episode got better, um, 
One day I got really sick and it was the worst kind of sick that you can imagine. I guess actually looking back, it seemed like what I had would be what, you know, the big thing that the, I don't even want to mention names, but you know, this little virus that we have experienced within this pandemic. Um, I could have sworn I told everyone I had it before. (laughs) I had it in November 2018. I don't know who believes me. It doesn't matter. All I know is that I couldn't breathe. And that's what it felt like. And I had a sore throat, but it wasn't just any sore throat. It was like my throat was closed in. I had the worst congestion I ever had in my life. And my chest felt like a ton of bricks was sitting on it. And my asthma was so bad. Again, I was in hospital. They pumped me up with like 60 milligrams of steroids. I think that it was way too much. And I think I probably had, it did more harm than good because I was having um, crazy um, side effects from it. But I just thought that I couldn't, I can't breathe at all. So I was desperate. The inhalers weren't working. I went to the hospital two different times and I went back home with a breathing machine and it was, um, that was the time when my near death experience happened where, um, I also was coughing nonstop, coughing non, non, nonstop. And so my wife, I told her sleep in the other room. I don't want any of you guys to get this. And it was one night when I was already struggling to breathe every single breath that I prayed to, I've never prayed harder than in my life because I was, couldn't breathe to my grandmother in spirit who is my best friend. I should say was my best friend, but no, she is my best friend still have an amazing relationship with my grandmother in spirit. And I'll talk about um, the relationship that with spirit in another podcast episode, because I, I think that it's really important that we start to normalize relationships in spirit, because you still if you lose someone that you love can have a relationship with them, it's going to be different. It's not going to be physical, but I still talk to her. And when she was the one I prayed to, she walked through my bedroom doors in spirit. And she came to me over my bed. I was lying down and she came with Archangel Michael and Mother Mary. And it was all of a sudden they were right there over standing around me over my bed and they all put their hands over me and their hands just stood still over me and all of a sudden I just felt this this like how do I explain it like this frequency opening my chest and just this this air they 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 breathed into me they breathed for me. They breathed into me with their hands over my chest. 
and my whole chest was opening and relaxing. And then my whole body started to lift up and then down and up and then down as they were still having their holding their hands over my body. And as I was breathing, and I just was in this dazed mesmerization of finally being able to breathe, I started leaving my body. And I started leaving, 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 leaving. And then I was like, oh my God. I said, wait a minute. I And so I'm talking to them as I'm leaving. And I said, I thought you guys were here to save me. And now I've left my body and I'm dying because, you know, it was like this, I was like traveling. I don't know how to explain it, but I was, my consciousness was traveling, you know, fast and slow at the same time away from my body. And I, I could see, I looked down and I could see myself. And as I'm like going towards this, it was a pink, orange, warm, warm light. They, they said, we're, we have performed a divine intervention. This is a divine orchestration. And Archangel Michael started to talk to me and channel into me these messages. And my grandmother was there at the same time and everyone was there. And I remember feeling Archangel's Michael's presence like he like he was the world. Like like his presence became me, engulfed me. I I could feel him from high in the sky to I just he was so enormous his presence and then at the same time the the, the how wide I felt his energy was how wide I felt my mind I was in this like expanded state of consciousness and then my grandmother was talking to me the same time and then I felt surrounded and then mother Mary didn't say anything but I knew that she was anchoring me in love I knew that her presence was pure love and I said at at one point how is this happening Grandma, how did you actually do this? You came and you did, you, you know, you did this. You took me, you know, you you performed this. You breathed into me and now here I am dying and here you are. Like, how is this happening, Grandma? And she said, because I am your twin flame. I am your twin soul. And you are a spark of me and I'm a spark of you. And then Archangel Michael started to tell me and show me like what I had just been experiencing in my life, like the the guilt I had over my divorce for my children. They were going through different things in their life that was extremely difficult. I was going through a financial crisis. I was not able to provide a tutor for my son who needed one. I was... um, 
my other son was having some emotional problems, you know, with like the after effect of the divorce. And they were showing me, you know, you, this, I felt my feelings, I felt everything that I was experiencing. And then at the same time, I felt this love. And at the same time, I was told by Archangel Michael, you are not defined by your thoughts and feelings. That is not who you are. You are pure, unlimited, infinite potential and presence. And he started to say, you need to release this guilt. Now, how he spoke was not like you need to. Um, he, he explained to me, though, he was showing me the feelings that I was harboring. That was very clear. It was, it was like, this is what you're, you're feeling. And this is who you are. So I want to read to you um, some of my notes that I took from that the next morning. So I say in my journal the next morning that I started to go into hypnotic state and I started to feel love and peace. And then I started to feel as I was, as I was leaving my body, I started to feel that my mind was getting bigger and bigger and bigger and my body was getting smaller. And I was slowly moving away from my body and looking down. And then that's when the communication started happening and they were explaining to me what's going on. And they said, I am just a seed in the universe, a physical body that is not bound by my physical body, but that is boundless to unlimited consciousness and power. I am not my body. I am not limited to it. I am boundless knowledge. I am unlimited potential. I am the center of my consciousness. And they will show me my unlimited expansion of conscious mind and my one true source of truth of how I am connected to the universe of one by showing me what it feels like to become aware of the unlimited source of consciousness, which has no bounds to physical body or limited mind. I am one with the universe. I am one with this power source. I am not of body or mind. I am one of the whole truth of one unlimited power connected to all. And so these are the notes that I'm reading. And I think I explain it best when the memory, when the experience just happened. And so I'm going to continue to read. And I say, as my mind started to expand into this thinking and my body got very small, I could, I, and far away, I could feel, and I was far away, I could feel the expansion I could feel myself tapping into this one omnipresent, uh, omniscient power. These are words, by the way, that I never 
ever used that they infused into me. So I was one with this omniscient power and I went into another level of consciousness. So I would be communicating the whole time that I was, that I had left my body, that I pretty much was with God. If that's what you believe in, that's who I was with. I say source because that's how it was shown to me. And I remember feeling scared. And so I was asking if I will ever come back to my body and if if I was, you know, dead or if I was, you know, what was going to happen. And they said that that I'm going to come back and that as of now, not just my grandma was guiding me, but my angels were guiding me too through this, through this state of being that I was in. So I was going to come back, but I was in another realm. I was with God. I was with the angels and I was with my grandmother in spirit and that my angels were guiding me through. And they said that they're showing me this to prove and to teach me the difference between living in the mind and body to living in the knowing that we are boundless to limits, that we are not limited in thinking, that we are not our thoughts, that we are not defined by these small confines of the human mind, that we are the true source of unlimited power, and that even though we like to define our existence to these limited beliefs that we and others put on ourselves, that it cannot be Because the only truth is the universal law of where we come from, which is the one true source and power that we all have inside that connects us to all the universe and each other. Do not let others' beliefs define you. Do you feel the power in these words? I I just can't help but feel emotional. I'm going to... When I read this, I feel I'm right back in this experience. And it's such an important message. I'm going to say that part again. Do not let others' beliefs define you. You are not the limited belief that someone puts on you or that you put on yourself. When others judge you or do unto you a limited belief let it go. You witness it and bless them with love and let it go. They went on to say that my angels, Mother Mary and Archangel Michael are with me and will bestow upon me a miraculous healing to show me the power of this unlimited power that I can tap into at any time. They laid their hands on me. And so just to give you a context, I'm watching my body from above. So I'm watching this happen as they're telling me what they're doing. And so they laid their hands on me and they opened up my consciousness and poured love and peace into every breath moving into my body, which lifted my torso off the bed with each breath. They went into my lungs and chest area 
and asked me to release my sorrow. They asked me to release my guilt, to release my anger, and to let go other people's limited beliefs that were placed on me, to let it go and bless them with love. They said, you need to see what we can do to show you what is possible and to get you out of living in your subconscious mind. This, they said that I am a healer and I will write books and that I will tap into this one true source. And I asked them again, why is this happening now? They said, the first night was a reckoning. The second, I'm sorry, I lost my place. I asked them, why is this happening? This is, this gives me chills still. This is a really important part. The first night is a reckoning. The second night is going to be an awakening. And the third night will be a rebirth. They shared with me that I am a healer. And again, I asked my grandma, how are you capable of helping this happen and bringing me this healing? And I had already shared with you this part, but I say it here again. She said that we are one in the same source. I am your twin flame. I am your twin soul. There is no separateness. I am always with you and you always will be with me. I asked them at that time to help my dad and my wife, who was going through personal things. And I'm going to leave that personal with what they told me, just for confidential, you know, just to be sensitive. They closed my healing transformation with a guided light, with a guided light show And I remember as they brought me back into my body, they went, my consciousness went through the top of my head to my chakra at the top of my head. One by one, my consciousness would infuse from the top of my head chakra. And they explained to me how my consciousness is stored in your consciousness, our consciousness is stored in our chakras. And I went back into my body, in my consciousness, from the crown chakra, all the way down each chakra. And they showed me the color and the associated feeling of that chakra before leaving me with peace, and then telling me that I could fall asleep. And then I say, and this is what happened, is that all of a sudden, I was in my body and there was a swirl of wind next to me on the left side and I could feel as if my grandma and the angels came left with another swirl of wind and um, the chakra, I'm sorry, right before the chakra, and, and then I had a humidifier on that I heard the gentle humming sound of. And then it went silent. And they said, 
meditate on the silence and the smallest sound to become more aware of my surroundings. And then they left. And I remember exactly what happened. I sat up in my bed and I started to hysterically cry. And I looked around and I desperately was looking for them and for my grandmother. I felt this rapture of love and then they were gone. And I was aching. I was aching for them. And so, you know, at some point I go to sleep and then the next morning I wake up and I tell my wife everything and I write everything down and I knew my life would never be the same. It was as if I was living my life one way and then I woke up a new person, but I was still the same person. And this is exactly how it felt. Everyone knows what a triangle is. So I was living my life in a triangle where the bottom of the triangle was parallel with my feet. And then after this experience, I felt as if I was living my life where the triangle was flipped and the big part of the triangle was my mind and my consciousness. So my consciousness was completely expanded and my divine presence was activated so when, when I went to God, it became one with source that stayed in me. It, w- it, it was infused into me. It was in, in, awakened within me. My divine praise, presence was awakened. And I knew my mission was to share my story. And I knew my mission was to help other people to awaken within them their own healing journey. And if you remember when they said, we're going to come to you for three nights, I don't know if I said that, but I had talked about the recognizing, the awakening and the rebirth. And so the day after that experience, I wasn't completely cured. I had a, a relief of being able to breathe that night, but I actually had to go to the hospital that next day. And I was in the hospital and still completely mesmerized by my experience, a little confused that I was still, you know, not able to breathe and back in the hospital. And in the hospital, I was awake all night because that's just how it is there. I mean, they're like poking you, you're, you know. And so I thought, okay, this is, you know, I wonder what's going to happen because they said they're going to come back to me. And so I left the hospital after one day and went back to my house and they came to me again in the middle of the night i was i wasn't sleeping cuz i still just couldn't breathe that well and they walked into my room in spirit and you might ask me when you when i say that i i want you to know that my grandma comes in a white light i see her silhouette archangel michael his presence took up the, the space beyond my bedroom. That's how big his presence was. I saw him in my mind's eye as big of a figure, I, but it wasn't like he was a person standing there. And Mother Mary was the feeling of love. So how that's how I experienced them. 
Now, when they came to me for that second night, so this would be the awakening, they put their hands over me and they breathed through me and for me and opened my chest and my whole body was going up and down and no words were spoken. It was just the a frequency. It was just this healing of being of them breathing into me. And then they left. And then the next night, I remember I was starting to feel better. And I told my wife, I wonder if they're going to come to me for a third night. Like I was like, this is what is happening here? You know, this I, I think I was just completely in a hypnotic state. And um, she went so she had come back into the room and we were sleeping and I was finally kind of like able to sleep. And in the middle of the night, a robotic voice. It was a, a snap that I was woken up to. And this was outside of my my hearing. So when I'm channeling in the Akashic Records, just to kind of give you a context, I hear in my, it, it's a inner voice that I hear that's like as if you your you would hear your own thoughts or maybe um like your inner ear that you hear that I hear my channeling from um this was a voice outside of my head so it was a snap that took up the whole room and then my name was said in a robotic voice. So I guess, you know, it's spirit uses frequency, right, to communicate in that way. And so the voice, um, you might think it sounds a little scary, but it sounded like Amber Baker, like really weird. Like I have to say it was a little weird and it was jarring, but I knew exactly what was happening. And that was the rebirth that was the the third night. And from that time, I have been on this spiritual awakening journey. I started my first thing that I did was learn how to um, be an energy healer. I studied product pranic energy healing with Master Stephen Coe in person. This was when we could do that. And it took me over a year and I loved every minute of it. I started to see energy actually. Um, and I started to, I'm, I'm going to save, I think I did another podcast episode already about my um, initiation into the Akashic Records, but I do have to say that um, what happens, and I've, you know, since this experience been extra interested in other people's NDEs. And I do know that most people feel like a different person. And I have to say that is my experience. It's I am the same person. I am just a, a part of my, you know, my higher self, my divine presence was activated. So I just, I have a, a another perspective, a higher perspective. I my consciousness, which is not even a word that I would use ever, consciousness. Never did I even really think about that. But my consciousness, um, when it became one with source, became activated and, and expanded, which is, I think, why 
I do work in the Akashic Records now and why I do feel such um, an ease of flow with channeling information there because of that way that they that this experience expanded my consciousness. And so that is my all the journey leading up to my NDE, the mystery illnesses, everything about it. And if any of you have had an NDE, I would love to hear from you. I'd love to have a conversation around this. This is a fascinating topic. This could be a whole nother episode, which I will talk about the aftermath more so of um, coming back from becoming one with source and, and just more about, you know, how that has been for me. But I could tell you that the experience of an NDE doesn't leave you. It doesn't leave you. You're forever changed. Um, I can say that I, I met God, but it's, I don't use the word God because God is not a person. We are, we, we are source. We stem from this omnipotent power. We are of this power and we are one part of a whole. So I don't look at God or source outside of me. We are a fragment of this spark of divinity. And so when you awaken into that, that knowing and the embodiment of it, that the presence, it is your awareness that changes, which changes your life. It's the way that you look at life that changes. It's the way that you experience life that changes. It's the way that you respond to life that changes. It's an empowerment that you never had before or I could or that I never had before that is new. And so I hope you enjoyed this special podcast episode. This is very near and dear to my heart. Um, I'm forever grateful. I feel honored to have this, have, have had this experience and I am passionate to share it wherever I can to help you awaken into your own divinity. And so please let me know how this, um, experience or how, um, what your thoughts are, what your feelings are, any feedback that you have, let's start the conversation. And remember, as always, your light is fearless. And I think now you know where and why I named my podcast that. Have a beautiful day. I hope you enjoy learning about my personal journey with Akashic Record transformation. I believe that by sharing our stories of inspiration and transformation together we rise if you are interested in learning more about the akashic records or would like to see all my offerings please go to my website themalibumedium.com or you can find me on instagram at malibu medium and please don't forget to rate and review the show i would also love to hear from you please leave a comment and share it with your friends if you think they would find it helpful Together we rise, empowered, your light is fearless.